Welcome to Dice and Dreary. When we last left our team, they had just exited the Amber Temple when they got word that Strahd had begun his attack on the Abbey. Deciding time was of the essence, they split up, with Esmeralda headed towards the castle to learn all she could from their newly found Tome of Strahd, while Sprocket and the now very undead-looking Crethen are headed back to Velaki to raise Van Richten from the grave. So, Esmeralda uh, has gone off to Castle Ravenloft, and she yeah. she's there studying the book, waiting for reinforcements. Just and lounging you, at the, the very least. The, in Strahd's study. <laughs> exactly. You are uh, headed towards Velaki to try and raise Van Richten. Right. So, the question is, who's coming with you? Okay. We're like, um, we're not going back. We're, we're heading, we're heading to Ravenloft next after Velaki, right? I think that's the plan. So whoever we pick, this is like, this is like when all the heroes gather together, uh, as you're about to storm the, the last dungeon in a JRPG and you're picking your final party. <laughs> uh, this is that moment where there's like, you know, there's a save point like right nearby as well. So it's, <laughs> so it's very obvious what's happening here. There's like right, a save yeah. point and like a little shop to buy all your stuff. Like, yeah, like everybody is uh, everybody's saying something very encouraging. We believe in you. We're all in this <laughs> together, except only four of you, because that's the only party can't hold more than that. So <laughs> um. So yeah, whoever we whoever we don't take with us, we're not going to have. Um, but the idea was, w- are we going to send people back, Kresik? My concern is the siege on the Abbey. Whether they can hold. Now, Hans and I have been working on some stuff with uh, you know, Van Weir get left behind, and I think he could get it working. We've been talking about it a bit, and okay. The problem is getting him in past the siege. Well, he's small and and like barely noticeable. <laughs> um, have we gotten any indication from Irina that it would like um, uh, would he be able to uh, go back in to through the um, through Ruben's? cave i know that was very very extremely well hidden if you don't know where it was so do we uh can irena tell us through the pouch if that's still available would we be able to sneak people in yeah yeah that is a good idea still available um yeah still still open and available you know where it is because you 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 two found it but uh hans wouldn't so i would say like if Hans went alone, it would just be like a straight up intelligence check for him to find it based off of your instructions. Uh, anybody that went with him would give him uh, advantage or you would use you know, the highest intelligence. What is Hans's intelligence? Because I think I've been like, like shortchanging him for a long time because he's so big and strong and I admire his muscles. He's got a 12. 
12 is really good. Not bad. Yeah. My initial uh, thought was to send both Ilana and the guard with him. Well, that would uh, Ilana yeah. for her expertise in, you know, travel and sneaking. And the guard, well, he's going to be more of a liability in the castle than anything, I think. Uh, Alana does point out that there's no reason why they couldn't come out and meet back up with you if you needed more people. Should we take them in? Uh, that will delay us, but... I mean, the, the original plan was to, like, to send Berger to get the sword, but if we can... Uh, sneaking in and sneaking out... Um, might add an additional day, which might be disastrous. Like, yeah. So, okay. So, my concern, my concern here is if, 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 if Kresik, like has a rough time of things, but we still win, we still win. If if Kresik has an easy time, but we die, then they're still they haven't gained anything. Well, why would we die? We can handle it. Have you not noticed how many times I die? <laughs> and yet you're still here. <laughs> I, I wave with my skeletal hand. <laughs> that seems to be all the rage around here, though. <laughs> so how much out of the way would Kresik be? Well, let's give a look here. I was saying a day because it's like, I, I think if I remember right, it, it'd be just a couple of hours on the road. Yeah, it's uh, like. But getting, you know, assessing the enemy, finding a way through, probably going to be a several hour job. Um, Let me get a note to Irina, first of all, see if she checks. Yeah. I'd like to write her a note asking about the disposition of the siege. Um, you know, where the sieging troops are located and if it's possible to slip in somehow yeah, from any so direction. Let's, let's see. Roll me a d20 and, and both of you actually. Um, one of you is going to roll for the order or the, the order of the silver dragon and the other one for the dragon's breath. And I'm going to roll that. I'm also going to I'm going to roll the Ghoul Infantry and the White Cavalry. So, Dragon's Breath is plus six. Order of the Silver Dragon is plus three. Which one okay. you want? I'll do the plus three. I'll do the plus six. 23 for me. Alright, it's going to be Infantry versus Infantry and Cavalry versus Cavalry. So for the Infantry, the Infantry, it was a 19. And what did you get, Crethen, for your Silver Dragon? A five. A five? Yeah. <laughs> That's no good at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I rolled White two. Cavalry versus the Dragon's Breath is a six. That's a 12 here. And you got a 23. So, yeah, you win that one. So it's a it's a it's a standoff at this point. You know, there, there's been some losses and gains on both sides. Um, Irina does say that the the passageway is open uh, if you cross from the river. Okay. How about what if what if they go and uh, while we go while we go to Velaki because it's going to take us a little bit of time to dig and um, 
I don't know if, 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 if Alana wants to come back with us, then they, then she can sneak back out. Um, if, uh, boy, there's not much else who can be spared. Uh, Alana says that, um, I can round up, I can round up some of the, uh, some of the other archers or some of the, uh, the other scouts from, for the village of Barovia. We can come assist you. Okay. That might be as good as it gets. Okay, just uh, food for thought, we could basically ignore the river getting to Kresk. I can get us across that without an issue. Yeah, well, I mean, the issue is the longer we take, the more people die. That is my issue. Right. And there's also the... I was going to say possibility, more like a probability of getting caught up in the fighting there, too. Right. Not saying we're easily distracted, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's why I, I, you know, I would like to get to Velaki to dig up some dead bodies. One in particular. So Hans, do you think you and Gregor could, or Eugene, can make it to Wow. The Abbey? That's just that, like, that was way too soon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hans, Hans nods. Should be no problem. And can you get those bronze snake things going? Just like we planned. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So, Lana, do you want to, do you want to recruit people or you want to come with us? Um, that's up to you. Uh, she she says, uh, I could recruit people and possibly show up with, uh, show up at Castle Ravenloft with, it's a weird way of saying this, but 1D4. <laughs> One, 1D4 scouts. <laughs> well, I can show up, I can gather up 1D4 people. And, and we can assist one. you in the castle. We will, uh, be fellow scouts like me, stealthful, uh, stealthy ranged attacks. <laughs> Rocky, what do you think? I think I could stay in in Kresik and add my uh, add my expertise and and skills to uh, fight back the siege. What would you quantify those skills as? <laughs> <laughs> like a uh, plus four, or um, she would. Let's say she'll give uh she'll add like a plus two to whatever uh, on the attack to whatever tr- uh, group she joins. I'm going to write it down. I personally would favor the Barovia route. I, I, w- w- which one? <laughs> which one is that? <laughs> like she stay there? Sending her, a- to, sending her to Barovia together. Whoever she can. Oh wait, is she actually going to like the village of Barovia? I thought she was getting uh, people from Kres oh, no, no. that were originally from Barovia. Oh no, no, to the village of Barovia. Oh yeah, let's do that. Because let's okay. face it, she can make better time than we can. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Ready. Break. Break. All right. So, what's going to happen with Alana? I'm going to write her down. Um, Alana to Barovia. She's going to uh, 
make well we'll have her make a series of checks oh no uh later so basically when when you would like her to arrive she she's off mechanically now uh and and make a note of this so i don't forget as well but mechanically when you would like her to arrive there will make a like some series of survival checks that will uh will determine if she succeeds or not and then how many people she brings oh good yeah it's a All chance right. for you to run another one shot it's true just because i like giving you more work to do <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Hans and uh, Gregor, is it? They they head off. Uh, and let's make, uh, let's see what Gregor's intelligence is. Uh, he's a 10. So we'll go with Hans. Uh, and he just has to, let's see, Hans has, make him roll an intelligence. A 19. Ooh, Hans. Yeah. Coming through, buddy. Hans finds it right away. He just goes like right to it uh, inside the castle, sneaks in or inside the the abbey, sneaks in uh, and is right as begins setting things up. Um, we should have the the symbol of Ravenkind. Yes, you have that now because that was was it passed through the bag? That was passed through the bag. Yes. Now, as we're yes. going, I'm going to send Bergern to try to uh, get the sword. Um, but what does the what does the symbol of Ravenkind do? Uh, well, let's. Does it shine a big flashlight that destroys Strahd instantaneously? Holy symbol of Ravenkind uh, is a unique holy symbol sacred to the good-hearted faithful of Barovia. Uh, is there such a thing? <laughs> there's, like, there's like one person. <laughs> uh, it predates the establishment of any church in Barovia. Uh, the things you would know. Um, none of that. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, oh, you would good. probably know from talking to Irina about it. Um, she has held it pretty sacred, and you have noted a few times that the church uh, at the Abbey was replaced with a, a holy symbol that looked like the holy symbol of Ravenkind. Yeah. Which is a, uh, a silver circle with rays like a sun radiating out from it and a ruby set in the center of it uh, to describe it how they do a holy symbol platinum amulet shaped like the sun with a large crystal embedded in its center requires attunement uh, when you attune to it though what you would know that it does yeah, so uh, 10 charges has the following properties it regains 1d6 plus 4 charges at dawn uh it can hold vampires as an action. You can expend one charge, present the holy symbol, make it flare with holy power. Vampires and vampires spawn within 30 feet. Um, make a DC 15 wisdom saving throw and on a failed save, they're paralyzed for one minute. And it can repeat it at the end of each of its turns. You can also turn undead with it. 
Oh, and then as an action, so that that was one charge. Turn undead is three charges, and sunlight is five charges. Presenting oh, the holy symbol, nice. you make it shed bright light in a thirty-foot radius. And that was what she used it for, if you remember, in that episode. Or was that the sword? She was using the sword. I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. Right. Now the sword is just a hill. I don't suppose that would fit in the pouch. Yeah, the sword doesn't fit in the pouch. Can you snap off the quillions? <laughs> just make it like, uh, <laughs> like, like just the handle. Just heat it. it up a lot, and you can just kind of bend it, and then we'll just straighten <laughs> it out after. Yeah, we'll 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 heat it up on the on this side and bend it back. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Uh, Sprocket, do you want to play with this symbol? <laughs> okay, done. All right, we are off. At some point, we will send Bergeron in that direction. All right. So you head off. Uh, how are you? Appro- What's your approach here? So, um, you know, you should have this is going to be great radio, but you should have the map in front of you. Um, see where you are there. So your your choices to start off are pretty limited. You kind of are still on your way down the mountain. Uh, but once you get uh, around this, the, the first bend here, and start heading north, you'll be able to kind of leave the path and cut over some rough terrain if you wanted. Um, You would, of course, have to cross the river at one point. Um, And you could approach by coming through the woods. Um, The bridge and the roads are are out in the open. Um, So you're you're not sure at this point what's out there. You know that there's a sieging army at Kresik, uh, and you would uh, likely assume that the old Savlich road is how that army got there. Se- seeing as it's the only road that gets there. Um, is, is all, this is all still mountain. Yeah. That's so the, there's a, to the directly East, there's a large mountain, but there is, um, narrow valleys in between and, and around. So it's uh, rough terrain off the path. But it's not like where you came from, which is incredibly steep, high peaked mountain climbing where this is more just hiking through uh, through the fields and mountains here. Well, your mountaineering still wouldn't slow us down much, I don't think. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I think we go straight across. Um, minimize. Pass the, by. Uh, yeah. And. Uh, Pass by Argenvos told. Yep. In case we, we need cut. a place to rest. If the sunlight's still there, just because I'm curious. And we can cross crap. the river at the closest point to Argy. That was just a river, right? It's not like a chasm, yeah. chasm ravine type thing? No, no. It is uh, It's just a river. There. Yeah. Uh, further south, it does become a like a, a, a ravine and like a, a deep valley there. But here it is a pretty wide open valley. So yeah, let's let's do that. Um, uh, this is one of my um, favored terrain types, and so the difficult terrain won't slow us down. All right. So uh, you make it. It's a p- pretty chilly but uneventful trip across uh, the mountains. Uh, 
when you make it to uh, the highest point, about you're halfway to Argonvost Hole, uh, Sprocket, you're able to see the the sunlight shining from Argonvost Hole uh, f- from here. Uh, as you make your way down past it, um, it is abandoned. It's kind of creepy, even in the daylight uh, that's shining over it. It's just a, an abandoned old manor at this point that's completely empty. Yeah, it's still sunny. <laughs> nice. Like Philadelphia. Well, we made a difference here. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to that's gonna actually be the next campaign. So it's only sunny in Argonvost Holt. <laughs> and I might be taller than Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> you come Probably. Out, so. so anyways, I started blasting. <laughs> <laughs> when you get to the river uh it's it's just uh you know just as you remember the last time you crossed it it's it's rather wide but not not too fast moving um how do you uh intend to cross are you going to cast your spell or try and uh try and wade across oh yeah we'll just water walk it okay all right, and that brings you over into the woods south of Velaki. And these woods become incredibly dense and dark almost immediately stepping inside the inside of them. It's uh the the atmosphere in here just it feels claustrophobic even though you're outside. Uh it's a, a dark forest with lots of trees that are twisted around uh, in in very odd ways. Uh, things just feel a little off and unnatural as you travel through. And let's see here. Counter 70. <laughs> uh, there it is. And as you're traveling through, you uh, what are your what are your passive perceptions for each of you? 13. That's what ten plus the uh, modifier. Yes. I think so yeah. Uh, and exceptions wisdom, right? Uh, right. One sixteen. Sixteen. That's I'm observant. Both of you hear the cracking of twigs in uh, in the forest ahead of you. You hear uh, just just the single crack, and you know that there's something out there. And peering through uh, the the underbrush sprocket, you manage to let's see which was, what was your roll sprocket? Uh, seventeen. No, 16. 16. And what was yours, Crethen? Uh, Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay, so yes, sprocket. You catch sight of uh, a dire wolf stalking through the forest and and sniffing the ground Uh, and as you're focused on that one um, see here you see uh, another one a little further out from there and you think that there might be more it does not look like they have seen you yet we might be able to sneak by. I think they're busy doing Minecraft videos. 
<laughs> All right. For people who don't get the reference, Direwolf20 is a Minecraft YouTuber. <laughs> oh, that's funnier. So, how do you approach this? They are um, quite a bit of ways ahead, out of your sight, Crethen. Um, and they're, they seem to just be kind of hunting through the forest, but they haven't, uh, haven't realized your, your, both of you are here yet. Um, what kind of bonus does your, uh, forest expertise give us for stealth? I don't know that it does, but let's look. You move stealthily at a normal pace while alone. So nothing. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. We're going to try to sneak by. I'll, I'll silently pass without a trace. Okay. Could we, we have enough room between us and the river to give them a wide berth? Uh, yes, definitely. You, you're pretty deep in, you're about halfway from the river to Velaki. So definitely could give them a wide berth. Um, why don't you both give me your stealth checks? I got 38. You got 22. 22 for me. 22 and a 38. And then these dire wolves are going to... At 38, by the way, I think that Sprocket is like being impossibly loud. Even though he's at 22. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Perception plus three. (laughs) And, uh, And they get... Uh, no, they don't. Yes. So you, um, you manage to sneak on by them. There is a moment, um, where, uh, Crethen, you think Sprocket's being way too loud, as you said, and Sprocket, you, you just gently brush up against a tree, just, just the ever so gently, uh, and, one of the wolves kind of picks its head up and looks around and then puts its head back down and begins sniffing the ground again. Uh, and then you're, you've managed to sneak by into the clear. All right. Very nice. And that's when you begin to approach from, I'm assuming you want to just approach from the South. Uh, do you want to approach directly from the South of Velaki? Which, which part of Velaki? Um, and, and in fact, let me move you on the, the map where, here. Yeah, where is uh, where is he buried? I was assuming by by the remains of the church, which would yes. be um, you don't western. You, no, the only thing you know is that the priest said that he would give him a proper burial. And well, he told he told us was, where he was buried. Yes, last time. Yes, in the graveyard. Correct. Okay. You don't you, right. you don't know the exact location, but you know the graveyard. There's. He did say I know exactly where, but he's I not was here. hoping. For... <laughs> Why did we let Esmeralda leave? <laughs> he was supposed to tell me precisely. She kind of does what she wants. Uh, okay. All right. So uh, yeah, well, that's on the western side of town. So I think we come up from the woods on the west side. Okay. As you are passing without a trace through the woods, um, why don't the both of you again give me give me perception checks? 
got 13. 13. I got a five. My passive perception is better than... <laughs> um, so you... You hear the hear it first, uh, Crethen. Uh, but there is a noise up ahead. Uh, and it almost sounds like... Uh, like a child sniffling a bit. Like a child that might have been might have been crying, uh, but is, has stopped and is just kind of doing that final like. Uh, you hear that up ahead. And as soon as he, you either signal or, or tell Sprocket about it, you hear it too. It's it's a very faint, but uh, definitely distinct and up ahead. Not our what goal. Do do? But I can't ignore a child crying. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what we can see. Uh, Being cautious, of course. Okay. We'll keep your same stealth bonus, your stealth rolls there. And as you approach the... Sprocket, up ahead, there's a... The clearing. Uh, there, there's the edge of a clearing. And as you sneak up and peer through uh, the... Um, the brush around this clearing, you see that there's seems to be the ruins of some kind of circle here or some, you know, looks like there might have been benches at one point, but all of them seem to be all of the, these rotted uh, wood benches seem to be circled around a squat and small black obelisk uh, with carvings on it. And off to one of the uh, off to the the right of of this obelisk, kind of with his back against it and his uh, his knees kind of knees pulled up to his chest, you see uh, a small boy with a uh, kind of uh, purplish black cape kind of pulled around himself, uh, obviously trying to keep warm in the in the rain here. He just seems to be uh, just sitting there from right now, from what you can see. Do we recognize him? Um, why don't you both give me intelligence checks? Ten. Uh, Nineteen. Sprocket, you do, because you have a, an amazing knack for being very observant and, mem- and memorizing people's faces. Um, <laughs> That's what I've always said about him. <laughs> this is... Uh, you recognize this child. This is uh, Brom Mardikov, one of the children of uh, Danica and Erwin Mardikov. Uh, Crescent, you should probably hold back until we make contact. You're a bit intimidating looking. <laughs> okay. No offense. <laughs> well, hopefully the Mardikovs haven't died, but if they have... Uh, I understand that Velaki has a wonderful orphanage called St. Andrew's Orphanage. And uh, it's just, it's it's very, very good. <laughs> That's what I heard when we were here, you know, before the fire. Well, it's good to know. So I want to sneak up till I can get within, like, whisper range. You know, like a loud whisper type thing. Okay. <laughs> Brom, Brom, over here. Brom jumps up and he pulls a sword out uh, a short sword out from uh, a scabbard uh, points it in your direction 
Uh, stop right there. Who are you? No need for that, son. Who are you? What are you doing? Friends of your parents. How do I know? I would think they would have mentioned me. No met. Awesome hat I mean, and coat. <laughs> totally rocking mustache. Looks at you suspiciously. I suppose I remember you. Wasn't there another one too? Yeah, I wanted to uh, talk to you first because he doesn't look so good. He's all right. He's just you know magic. He doesn't look you good. Mean- you mean he can look worse? <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, yes. I just didn't want to startle you. <laughs> Hi. <What> the- <laughs> Brom, let me see how he would react here. With how old is he? He's 11. Um, Brom pulls his sword back up, looking at you, Crethen. He says, uh, it's, it's, it's the undead. We have to get out of here. He starts starts slowly backing away with a sword drawn towards you, Crethen. Nah, he's all right. He's, he's, it's just Crethen. Oh, I'll uh, grin widely a, and wave. Give me a persuasion check there, Sprocket. Four. <laughs> Four uh, is not enough. And Brom overcome. Uh, he he yelled. He yelled kind of yells. Uh, because you're uh, you sprocket. You say, you're a liar. You just wanted to feed me to that monster, and Brom runs off into the uh, into the woods. What monster? <laughs> well, time to dig up some dead bodies. <laughs> so uh, you're at this strange obelisk. Uh, oh, what? Uh, where to? Well, we tried. <laughs> I'm worried about the Martikovs, but does it seem like there's been anybody else around? Around here? Uh, Give me an investigation. Twelve. No. Twelve and a twenty. Especially no. This Brahms footprints seem to be the only footprints uh, that that are around here. But also, upon investigation and looking at this place, it is very old. Uh, that has not been visited or, or maintained in a very long time, um, and just is it just seems to be this mound with this uh, obelisk with carvings all over it, situated in the center. What kind of carvings? They are. Let's see what languages do you speak? deep speech by any chance nope you don't uh, you're unable to read what they say Crescent, what's that say oh yeah I can do that can't I I've forgotten thanks for reminding me I'm going to use my helmet to comprehend languages I'm the intelligent one <laughs> you are <laughs> uh, let's see it is written in a very strange dialect since, and even though you can read what it says, the kind of phrasing of it doesn't make too much sense other than, uh, other than some references to, uh, celestial bodies, the, the, the moon, the, the stars, uh, and then a, uh, a phrase indicating some kind of location, 
and as you're examining this, Crethen, you notice that there is a hole that is drilled into it at, an, at a, a very bizarre angle. And you it, it looks like it's just a, a peephole that's drilled right through the, the obelisk, kind of pointed upwards slightly. There's a hole in this obelisk. We, for uh, all this writing is about like the moon and stuff, so I'm guessing this was to measure when some star would be in place or something. Interesting. Is there anything magical seeming about it? Uh, give me an arcana check. 26. 26. Nothing outwardly magical uh, about it, though it is it is peculiar. Uh, and with a 26, out of curiosity, you look through the whole sprocket. Crethen looked through and, you know, he can only see 60 feet out. But when you looked through, a very curious thing happens where it almost feels like you're able to see much further than you should be able to. And this hole seems to be focused very close to the very close to the peak of Mount Baratok, almost exactly where the Amber Temple was. Anything interesting going on up there? Uh, nothing that you can really see. You can't you can't see the Amber Temple from here because of how it's situated, but it just looks like the peak of a mountain. <laughs> you hear in the distance, Sangzor! Sangzor! <laughs> there is the, the tiniest little dot moving in your vision that you think might be Sangzor. Yeah, it's like a telescope. Okay, let's move on. Boy, everything is pointing to that mountain, aren't isn't it? We should go there sometime. <laughs> uh, do we need to find Rom? Not a bad idea. Is it a priority? Probably not. Okay. And chasing we him get... through the town is probably not a good idea. It's gonna well, he went through the forest. So we probably actually could catch him fairly quickly. People aren't quick in forest. I am. Catch him, tackle him, explain the situation. Well, if he's out here alone, I'm worried about the Mardikovs. Okay, let's do it. All right. Okay, so, uh, yeah, we'll try to track him through the forest. Give me a survival check, Crethen. I'm trying to see, does, do I get any bonuses for tracking? Probably, if it's your favored location, make it with advantage. Okay. Uh, six. Oh, and a nat 20 for 23. A 23. Thank so you, you for the up, for the advantage. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you pick up his trail pretty quickly. Um, he he's 11, you know, <laughs> he, he doesn't know too much about hiding his trails. Uh, but uh, you catch up with him. Um, he had run out of breath uh, and, and kind of given up, gotten really far. Um, but he, he had gotten uh, run out of breath. Um, kind of come to his senses a bit too um, and though still scared when you approached uh, and still had his sword drawn he wasn't pointing it at, at either of you anymore and he uh, says out of breath though what do you want we're here to help Ron, why are you out here by yourself are your parents okay no they're not where are they that evil bitch Fiona 
Fiona Watkin. Ah, yes. Okay, we do know her. Okay. She had them are arrested. They, do you know where they are? I think that uh, they're being kept inside some dungeon she has. Uh, underneath her manor. I'm going there to break them out. Hmm. Well, what was the monster you mentioned? I think that was me. Yeah, he, he just oh, kind of... Yeah, that makes sense. Pointed. <laughs> I mean, he came out of the woods at me. Yeah, he does that. Hey, you don't have one of these. So I'm going to slowly reach into my coat and pull out a wind-up elephant. Uh, what is... Hold on, what is the... What's his brother's name? Brahm and... Bray. Uh, and Ray? Bray. Bray. Yeah. That makes more I'm sense. Soup, I'm assuming Brahm is... N- Named after Bram Stoker. Bray. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, These are Bronze. my two kids, Ilkovich and Bob. <laughs> and Bob. <laughs> and Bob. Um, he looks at it and uh, he, he he kind of says, oh, what do you, you think I'm a little baby like Bray? No, but a bright young lad like yourself might appreciate the construction of this. Uh, why don't you give me a persuasion check? See if you can win this kid over again. <laughs> uh, you can make this one with advantage since you have a, a sparkly toy. 13. And good good thing we did. <laughs> That's a, a save by advantage again. Um, he he takes it. He says, I, I suppose it is rather intricate. Did you make this? Yes. I like to tinker in my free time. Uh, after a moment, he says, are, are the two of you going to help me or not? Yes, Having but on the, one yeah. condition. What's that? You get us to the manor and you stay outside. Oh, I was going to ask for shovels. <laughs> and shovels. <laughs> we need shovels. I mean, shovels are obvious. That's a given. <laughs> you can't break into a dungeon <laughs> without shovels. I meant for shovels. I, I, I suppose we could get shovels, but yes, that's acceptable. I will help you if you help me. You have to be... get us back into the village, though. That's fine. To be fair, we are not helping you. We are doing, and you are sitting on the sidelines. Sorry, right. that's a reference to an obscure sport from where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> we will rescue your family. You will remain safe. He looks upset about that, but he, he's he just accepts it. Um, so he gives you some information about Velaki. Um, what he knows is that uh, troops came through, uh, armies, uh, and he his eyes you know he gets kind of darker and he says, uh, "Strad's armies." Uh, he kind of grips the sword. Uh, a little tighter. Uh, and uh, he says, uh, most of them traveled traveled west along the old Zavlet Road, but some of them stayed, making a camp here in Velaki. And, uh, and Vakta just let her, uh, just, just let them in. Uh, she started rounding people up, saying they were, saying they were criminals. 
she took my parents and brave. I, I managed to slip out the back. I ran out into the, the woods. I've been out here for about a day now. Good job getting away. Yeah. You need some food or something? I'm fine. I know how to survive out here. Do you know where Kresik is? Y- yes, of course. Okay. It's to the west on the old Savlet Road. Yes. When, when we go in, I think you should fly over there. And we'll send your parents after you. And Brave Court. Um, have a word with my uh, companion here for a moment. We'll be right back. Uh, okay. Uh, sending him to the sieged abbey might not be the best of plans. As opposed to where? Anywhere. Like Perez? I'm just concerned he's going to walk into the army. And then he will be fed to a monster. No offense. That's still the safest place in Barovia. If you want, if you want him to stay here, and then his parents can can decide, that's fine. There's, there's nowhere else. Yeah, I know. It's just, I don't expect a kid to be able to break through or sneak through the siege. There are dire wolves in the forest. There are undead in the town. There's a witch down, you know, down south. There's Sangzor, who's awesome, but very dangerous for an 11-year-old. <laughs> Sangzor! <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a tower that will electrocute him. There's still two hags alive. No, there's nowhere safe. Well, he seems like a smart kid. Let's leave it up to him. We'll just explain it to him. Okay. He says, look, uh, look, interrupting you too. There's death <laughs> he, around every corner, kid. Look at me. Said, like, I'm a good guy. <laughs> he's, as you two were having this conversation, he, he was just standing right by looking at each of you as you, you spoke. And he, he interrupts you uh, and says, you know, I've been living here longer than you've been here, right? You know, I've lived here all my life. Uh, Arkenvost hold is somewhat safe, except for spiders. True, and it's sunny. That is true. Okay, that is a possibility. Anyway, what you're getting at is you can find a place in the town to hide? Of course I can. But we won't need that. Once we get my parents out, they'll know what to do. Yes. And you'll have shovels for us. Yes, I I think they have shovels. (laughs) And uh, in a plus three exploding bow of fire. I, I... I don't think they have that. Um, okay. And a staff of um, power. But there was a, a in 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 the town. There was a really big guy in in black armor who was shooting things, and they were catching on fire. Oh, one of those guys. Yeah, we met him, didn't we? We yeah, I think uh, I, th- I think there was one left, right? Or were there two left? I think there was one left. Was he wet? Like he just came from a swim? I don't. No, think I so. think that guy died, but but we left we left one on the other side of the bridge. Dragomir, that was his name. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. Um do, so do how many undead a, in the town are we talking? He counts on his fingers a bit and then he says, I don't know. Uh, a lot. People <laughs> stay inside. Keep- Nobody goes out except for those who got conscripted to join the, the 
to the army. Mm-hmm. Uh, those um, of those who who refused either were imprisoned or they fled. Uh, the, those that remain just stay inside. Keep that uh, keep that symbol of Ravenkind handy. The what? <laughs> oh yeah, this thing. <laughs> uh, do I have an idea of how long Bergern is? Like, will be? Um, you th- you think probably um, not much longer? Like we talking like a day or like ten minutes or less like than a day? Less than a day. Yeah, you think at some point in the next hour or two. Okay. Hopefully it's right when I'm facing off with the with with the Dragomir guy and like the bird just drops it in my hand as I'm charging and I light it up and like cut off its head. That's my goal. Alright. That's good <laughs> that's a good goal. <laughs> meanwhile meanwhile Lance is saying, but I wanted to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, the, so the gates are guarded? He nods. Uh, says uh, the east and west gates are heavily guarded, closed all the time now. Uh, the only people they let through are uh, military personnel and uh, those who have had uh, previous clearances. How about the southern gate? The southern gates, uh, they don't patrol them too often. Uh, there's no one posted there, but... Uh, permanently, but they do patrol the walls along the along the side, so there chances are someone could be there, but not all the time. All right. Well, let's uh, let's take a look. All right. Um, Is my pass without a trace still going? I think it's been a yeah. while. It lasts for like an hour, right? It yeah, an hour. Yeah, it's it hasn't been an hour. It's okay. Yeah, been ten minutes, twenty minutes maybe. Um. You head up to the uh, to the edge of the woods uh, where you can get a good look uh, and give me uh, perception checks around. I got a six, but they're probably more than six feet away from me. That's why. Yeah. So you 13 sprocket. You can see some of the guards at the top uh, patrolling around. And let's see who we got here. We you see. um there seems to be kind of you, you watch them for a few minutes and they seem to take their time. They're not uh, they're not in any hurry to to move. But they these two guards seem to be uh, one will be at the, the gate and then kind of make his way back up to the west. The other one will be coming from the east, uh, headed west along the wall to the gate. And they just kind of have those patrols uh keep an eyes out towards the, the woods. They don't see you, obviously, uh, but they they definitely are alert. But there is there are moments when uh, you could get to the to the gate without anyone seeing you, uh, but you wouldn't have much time there. And there's no cover around that gate is out in the open. Are these guards like human or what? Yes, they're like... just the Velaki guard. Okay. All right. I assume the okay. gate's closed. It is. Yes. Well, we're not going to find out what kind, uh, how, what kind of lock it is until we go. How it's, did you uh, manage to get out of the city, town, whatever? Um, he looks a little 
nervous. I put uh, I put my arms out and do flapping motion. <laughs> he, um, are you doing that in in view of him? Yeah, like like is that how you got out? Oh, uh, that makes sense. And he he scowls at you, Crethen. I didn't mean it like that. And he says, uh, he says, you don't know anything. I know a lot of things. Like I met you when you were Raven. You were too busy eating to notice. (laughs) His eyes narrow a little bit. And he says, uh, I suppose so. (laughs) (laughs) Also, your grandfather's a good friend of mine. Oh, yes. He, uh, we don't see him too often. Uh, Papa doesn't. Doesn't get along with him too well. All right. I think I think they're breaking up. I say not being able to see the wall at all. <laughs> Now's our chance. What do you think, Sprocket? Now is definitely not the chance. Time, Sprocket. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> okay. You need need to wait just a little oh. bit longer. Yeah, I see. Good. Good call. <laughs> I was just trying. I was just trying to move the plot along. <laughs> um, you see your moment, and you race for the the door. Um, all of you still have your stealth on. Um, you make it to the door. Uh, no problem. Uh, guards are both kind of heading away. Uh, and you see that there is uh, this. This gate is not a, a it's it's more of like a like a, a portcullis that's just kind of closed. And you can see that there is a, a chain link kind of locking it shut. And there is a. Uh, a lock on the other side of the door, but you're able to kind of reach through and, and see the lock that you think you might be able to pick it. However, time is of the essence. So you get one, sh- you, you think you might have one shot at it. And after that, uh, it'll be too late and the guards will be able to see you. All right. So I'll look at Crethen, draw my pistol and point it at the lock. <laughs> <laughs> And then smirk at him, holster it again, and pull out some thieves' tools. Uh, what's my proficiency? I get an additional tool expertise. An additional four, so that's a 15. 15. Just makes it. Um, you, Crethen, time's running out. Uh, Sprocket's still working on it. Uh, you can hear these guards starting to turn around and, and come closer. Uh, Brom is getting a little nervous as well. And then the, the lock pops open and you're able to push the gate open enough that the three of you can squeeze inside and uh, rush forward into the, the alleyways between the houses. You do look and a bit you... nervous. <laughs> I opened it like a minute ago. I was just admiring it. <laughs> uh, so you come quite near. Uh, you 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 come in through this through the southern gate uh, and into uh, into kind of the alleyways along the houses here. Uh, close by, you're able to see a very large house, uh, but it is seems to be kind of boarded up a bit uh, and. You can see some troops out front of it kind of moving in and out, milling about. Uh, It seems to be that they took the old Burgermeister's manor and converted it 
into some sort of military post or uh, or station. And there are tents all around uh, with troops, uh, some undead, some uh, some living. Well, let's give this so place a wide berth. Yeah, right, yes. <laughs> so, like, that's the wrong way to go. <laughs> um, as you guys all say that, um, Brom grabs uh, your, probably your hand, Sprocket. I don't think he wants to touch Crethen's hand. But, <laughs> but he, he grabs your hand and he starts kind of leading you that way. And he's like, like, come on, I'll take you. I'll, I'll take you to our to our house. I'll show you where it is. And he starts walking that way recklessly. Do you just go along with it, Sprocket? Can I roll insight? Yeah. Because player me is throwing alarm bells. An insight of 12. You think he, he's sincere. Um, he's just a kid. <laughs> he's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's like making the wrong choice here. And, and doesn't realize what a bad choice it is. Let's uh, go this way instead. Uh, you, you give him a little a pull uh, and, and say that, and he kind of looks around confused for a moment. <laughs> I, 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 I did not. Uh, I did not recharge my wand. Oh. overnight. that's all. Uh, sorry. That's all I was. Doing. Uh, so he, um, uh, he, he kind of looks confused a minute, looks around and, and then realizes and, and nods his head like, oh, oh OK. Uh, and he shows you uh, kind of the directions he gives you is pointing you to across town uh, to the northeastern corner of Velaki is where the the, the house is uh, with him huh? here. Um, he, he'll be able to kind of point out uh, any of the key locations that you that you might need. And you won't have you won't have any trouble navigating with him along. OK, well, yeah, let's uh, try to, you know, kind of stay between the houses and. OK, away from the main I mean, streets and as I'd much as possible, I know. I'd be tempted to go to the church first. But Rudolph's kind of a nag, so. Well, us <laughs> sitting there digging for an hour is uh, going to draw attention one way or another. We might as well kind of get rid of our other business first, I think. Makes sense. And I just don't want to listen to him whine about doing this side quest. <laughs> yeah, he would, too. I know. Like, you remember, remember what he was saying about us last time? We had killed several vampires. <laughs> Now, can you believe that guy? Jeez. As you're making your way through the alleys, complaining Hopefully. about Van Richten. Should, uh, should resurrect Rose instead. I like Rose. <laughs> Wouldn't be right to not get Thorn, but I don't know if I have like infinite number of resurrections or just one. The streets are empty. Uh, aside from the occasional uh, group of soldiers, uh, it's nighttime. Um, so it could possibly be that, you know, everyone's asleep. But from what Brahm has told you, this is how it is all the time. The only people who are out are the troops. Uh, and they harass anyone else that they see in the streets. The people who are left are either working for them, housing them, or are in hiding. 
and he leads you through all of these streets until you reach uh, what is is known in the neighborhood as uh, as as the Walker House. And as you approach uh, this house, just seems disgusted with itself. It's slouching. <laughs> the roof hangs down low. Uh, the, it's moss covered and they, the walls sag and bulge in places. Um, and, <laughs> and and this is well written too. Uh, as you study the house's sullen continents, you hear the edifice actually groan. Uh, only then do you realize the extent to which the house hates what it has become. Uh, <laughs> this is a, a, a sad looking house, except it's a very large one. It is a, it is a, two-story manor compared to the rest of the houses uh, around here. Uh, and it looks closed up tight. Um, there is a single guard stationed out front of the front door. Uh, do we notice any other way, possible way in? Uh, let me see. Give me perception checks. Oh, now I'm finally rolling something. 19. 19 and a 16. 16. Uh, you spend a couple minutes slinking around you you know you still have your pass without a trace active for a couple more minutes so you use the last of it to kind of slink around uh and get a good view of the of the place and there is a sleepy guard on the front porch to the south is where you saw the the front door uh that was a kind of sleepy guard just kind of slouching uh on a stool near the front uh, around back, there seemed to be a back door. Um, windows along the side, they were um, all closed up, but uh, looked like they could be opened. And then there was also a uh, a locked cellar door on the outside. Oh, it's supposed to be a dungeon here, right? Seems like it would be the way to go. Let's see if we can check that, that, that out. All right. So these two metal doors, they look rather newly made and installed. Uh, and there is a uh, a padlock that is on it, or like a, a key padlock is on the front that also looks brand new. Sprocket, that's your cue. All right, let me see what I can do with this. A 16. A 16? Picking attempt. Is enough. Uh, you crack the lock open. You said it was a padlock? Yes. Well, that's going like, to vanish. <laughs> it's a, that's in your in your coat? In the pocket. Make a key for it later or something. Or not. Who knows? So, inside here, uh, you pop the lock open, pull these doors open. Uh, what are you telling? Where are you? Are you having Brom follow you? He's going to try and follow you. If if you don't do anything otherwise, no, I'm gonna look at him sternly. Give me an intimidation check. Point, point with my skeletal hand and with no advantage. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna lobby for advantage on that. <laughs> oh, good. First one was a negative one. <laughs> Second one was fifteen. Fifteen. <laughs> You tried to point at him and instead beckoned him to come with us. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, the fir at, at, at first it looked funny, but then it was starting to get to him. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, he definitely listens and he, he kind of finds a good hiding spot, climbs up a little, climbs up a tree uh, just outside, um, well hidden as you two descend in. Uh, inside, this is a large root cellar with a, a dirt floor. And there are uh, two flights of stairs, the one that you're coming down uh, and uh, another one that uh, turns up upwards, you would assume, up into the house. Uh, along the floor, you can see that there are tracks in the ground that lead from one staircase. And uh, they seem to tracks seem to lead from both uh, both staircases towards the back of the room. And along the southern wall, uh, you can see that there are four cots set in a row against the wall. No one is down. Okay. Um, maybe we should follow those tracks. I'm assuming the other staircase leads into the house. That would be my assumption. Yeah. Let's follow those, those uh, prints farther down, farther in. All right. As you step down the the ground, uh, down the stairs on the ground, and begin following the f- footsteps, uh, sprocket, and, and actually both of you make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, good. Hey, I made one. Nineteen. Nineteen. Well, I assume twenty-five. Twenty-five. So both of you are able to uh, dodge away, but you feel. Uh, you, you feel a hand come up from the dirt and grab your uh, your ankle. To you, Sprocket, it feels like a skeletal hand. Uh, you, but both of you manage to kind of jump back before this thing is able to uh, fully emerge. And what you see are... Uh, see here. Uh, five skeletons emerge from the ground. And let's roll us some initiative. 21. <laughs> I mean, I would tell you what I rolled, but you know I beat you. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a given, but still, I did pretty good. And yet, I still rolled less than the skeletons. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> you're you're going to be last in this. <laughs> I am always batting clean up. Um, Crethen, you're, you are up first. Um, both you and Sprocket are down on the ground or right at the foot of the staircase uh, when these things came up from uh, the ground beneath and are crawling to the surface now. Oh, Lance, you ready? <laughs> Never been more ready. Okay. Point me towards evil, hero. All right, I'm going to point Lance toward evil. And by toward evil, I mean through the ribcage. All right. We'll do the one right beside me. All right, give me your strike. 19. A 19 is a hit. Or 12 damage. 12 damage. This one uh, shatters uh, its leg bones and falls to the ground. Uh, its upper torso still still intact and clawing towards you, but doesn't look like it, it will be able to do much uh, this next round. Okay. 
All right, I uh, will. I will get my uh, silver longsword into the next one. All right, with a twenty-four. That's a hit. With eight damage. All right. And uh, we'll we'll finish things off with Lance with that that same that second one. Okay. Uh, oh, that was a that was a that was a crit fail. Yes, so that's a that's a miss. Yeah. Uh, roll again. Uh, one more attack with Lance. Okay, just a just a miss. You rolled a twenty-seven that next time. I was gonna if you were to miss again, something bad might have happened. <laughs> you're you're in close quarters. Um, all right, Lance. Lance would have yelled out, "Oh, all the magic's gone! Bye bye, <laughs> goodbye." <laughs> Free at last. I fooled you. Now the sword's cursed. <laughs> the cur- uh, are the you curse, staying put? The curse on me was I would be released after two thousand strikes, and that was the last one. <laughs> uh, are uh, you staying yeah, yeah, put? I'll, I'll stay. You stay put. All right. Uh, the skeletons are up next. Uh, the one crawling towards you, Crethen, continues to crawl towards you. Uh, the uh, one that you had attacked but not killed is going to attack you. And let's see here. Does a 16 hit you? Yep. So you take four damage. Sprocket. Uh, another one takes aim at you. Does an eight hit you? Nope. And this third one charges in from the back, also going for you, Sprocket. Does a seven hit you? Probably not. (laughs) No, see, being short has its advantages. And uh, the final one here charges in to melee range to you, Crethen. Though you are are behind some cover in the stairs there from him. Uh, So he... You get plus two to your armor class, which doesn't matter because he rolled a five and struck the stairs uh, anyways with his uh, sword. And that brings us to Sprocket. Uh, you guys are surrounded by these uh, these skeletons. What are you going to do? Crethen, what is this thing again? And I'm going to hold up the uh, holy symbol and right. use it to turn undead. So I kind of hold this thing up and like, Crethen, what was this thing supposed to do again? And light burst forth from it. You lift it up over your head uh, and there is this red light that shines from the, the gem in the middle and, and just envelops the room. It looks kind of like that, uh, you know, like a laser light show in with like smoke in the or like fog in the room where it's like the single plane. There's like a red like that scans out across the room and uh, the skeletons uh, kind of recoil in fear. Crethen, you are up. That one at your feet that's crawling towards you is is now at able to hit you its next turn, but uh, it also has to start moving away from you. Um, but you are surrounded. Um, do I know whether hitting these guys will counter that effect? Uh, you don't think it would. Oh, nice. Okay, well, then I'll try to take a couple of out. That one I'd been hitting on, but did not, you know, kick, break his legs. Yeah. We'll stab at him first. Uh, all right. 14? 14 is a hit. Okay, for 11. 
He is dead. Okay. All right. Um, that one at my feet. We try to stab the longsword down into his skull or something. All right. You get advantage because he's prone. 17. Uh, 17 or 22. 22 is so. even better. And it's or dead. Five. It just had one hit point. Okay. And that that other one that was coming behind me, it, I had partial cover on him, so I'm guessing he has partial cover on me. Yeah. And so um, I rolled the 22, so I imagine that's probably going to be good. Yes. Yeah, he had a 15, so. For 11. 11. Uh, so this one staggers a bit and, and falls falls to the ground as you chop off one of its arms, uh, but continues uh continues to to be animated uh it's the skeleton's turn uh the very first thing they're going to do is is move away um from you which in this case rocket you get an opportunity of attack on on each of them the two that are going to move away from you unless i can use a wand for it i'm not going to shoot my gun uh okay yeah i don't think you could use a wand unless the wand is like an attack it is an attack Okay, you, I'll let you do that. All right, then I will hit one with a firebolt. Okay. 24. A 24 hits for sure. Or 19 damage. 19. Oh, All right. Smokes. It burst into fire, and the, the bones kind of collapse uh, onto the ground uh, nearby one of the uh, cots. I thought I thought you were going to say it landed on the cot, and I'm like, oh, we burned somebody's one of these poor prisoners' bed mm-hmm. <laughs> nearby the cots. It may spread if not controlled. We'll get a um, better bed. The other ones move. Uh, they start moving away into the corners of the room. Uh, the the remaining surviving ones, uh, which are now at this point only two of them. Sprocket, it is your turn. They've moved into the far corners of the room, trying to get away from you. Then I will shoot another firebolt at the one to the south. All right. But not with a 10. A 10 is a miss. Not one. Uh, And this one does strike the cot instead and catches it on fire. (laughs) (laughs) That was my plan. Uh, Staying put or moving? I'll step out of the way so Crescent has an easier movement. All right. Of course, he's going to jump over the railing anyway, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Crethen, it's your turn. Okay. I will come back down to the south, because uh, that's the direction we wanted to go. And, uh, yeah, and on my way, I'll just, like, this this thing that's cowering in the corner, I'll just, like, as I'm kind of casually walking by, I'll hit it with some swords. All right. Hopefully hit it. 22 is going to hit it, I bet. Oh, yeah. For 11 damage, 20. 11 is, why does it say two for that? That's not much. One second. Yes. Okay. 11 damage. Still alive. Okay. Next one was 20. 20 is a hit. For 10. And it's dead. All right. Uh, turn undead. How long do you think that lasts? One minute. One minute. Okay. <laughs> Just going to say three years. Three years. <laughs> One minute. So this other one in the corner is still attempting to get away in the northern corner. Um, can't move towards you, so it's stuck uh, up here. And that's what it's spending its turn doing. Sprocket. Firebolt again. 
Firebolt into the far corner. Another hit. 23 for 25 fire damage. <laughs> and it, it just is. How does this thing die? The 25, it has to be spectacular. Well, my firebolt, we've sort of described as like a laser, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it just kind of poofs into a puff of smoke. <laughs> it's just a puff of smoke, and it's gone. Vaporized. Um, and that's all of them. Uh, all of these skeletons are dead. There is one burnt uh, cot. I'll try to I'll try to kind of stamp it out within the in the dirt. Yeah, let's put these fires out. Okay, you still still trying to remain quiet. You put some fires out. Uh, you managed to keep it relatively quiet. You know, aside from the sound of bones colliding with swords and and catching on fire, um, it was relatively quiet. Uh, and you notice just kind of how quiet it actually is in here now. Um, and you checking the f- footprints again. Uh, now that you've, you've got to sort out the skeletal footprints, but it seems to very clearly show that these footprints walk towards uh, the wall and then end. Well, clearly there's a secret door over there. <laughs> so I will go check it out. All right. Give me your investigation. 27. 27. Yes, there is a secret door here, uh, and it is locked. The keyhole, uh, or the, the key, you, you believe that it is, uh, this is a magical lock instead of a physical lock. Though, though there is a keyhole, it is mag- magically warded. Of course it is. Any of these skeletons have a key? Maybe a skeletal key <laughs> you search them and uh you don't find anything other than uh just kind of some tattered clothes that seem to suggest these were just Velaki commoners well we can check the house for a key or we can brute force it brute forcing will be loud and it is the middle of the night so you you would assume people are asleep um you haven't heard anything upstairs. You okay. know, you spent a lot of time fighting, so you weren't really listening, but it hasn't sounded like there's been too much activity upstairs. Let's renew Pass Without Trace and, and head up. Brute force is always an option if we can't find anything relatively quickly. Other option is I can attempt to dispel the magic on it. Uh, that might be worth it. I hate spending third level slots, but... All right, so... Any spell third level or lower ends. For each spell of fourth level or higher, the target makes an ability check using your spell casting ability. The DC is 10 plus the spell's level. Let me go see what the spell level. So it was going to be an 11. What's an 11? That's the that's the DC to, to dispel. Really? Is that all? Wait. Yeah. It's only How a fourth does... level spell. Wouldn't that be 14? No. Because it's... Oh, is it every level after three that I think so? Yeah, I think that's what it said. Let me see. The DC is equal to 10 plus the spells level. Oh, you're right. 14. There, I made it more challenging for you, Sprocket. (laughs) It's a uh, this will be. Thank me later. (laughs) With your spell save. Uh, Your spell casting ability, whatever that is, is what you make this check with. 26. Twenty-six. Uh just 
effortlessly dispelled. And uh, the... I just walk up and just kind of poke it. <laughs> and, and it just immediately gives and uh, kind of slides open. You're able to push the um, the stone wall here uh, open a bit and see inside. And inside, um, you can see... I closed my notes again because I'm I'm a fool. Uh, you fool. So inside <laughs> there are um, the uh, there's a, a large just 10 foot high ceiling and carved into the floor is a black pentagram. Uh, at each point of this pentagram is uh, a wooden chair. And in uh, three of these chairs tied up uh, and with bags over their head. Uh, is uh, very clearly the uh, the the Martikovs. Uh The other two are empty. <laughs> I'm not sitting in a chair. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to run up and start pulling bags off. Yeah, I was being a little hesitant, but let's do it. Uh, they're bound and gagged. Uh, you pull it off, and they're they kind of clearly they've been here for a while. They were basically asleep. Uh, and, and they, they kind of come to uh, are scared at first, but look um, look helpful, you know, hopeful once they see who you are. Uh, and you begin untying that's, them all. That's the uh, nicest thing anybody's ever said about Cranthon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't mind him. Um, let's see. Okay, yeah. So you're you start untying them all. Uh, they are very appreciative. Uh, you guys need some water, food. They desperately do. Uh, and they say that uh, we we have to get out of here. We have to get out of here now before they bring more people down. I'll pass my water skin oh, around. Let's, yeah, let's go. They take drinks. Um, the Bray uh, is, is being very brave, uh, but you can tell he's been crying a very long time. Uh, and you gather them, uh, you, you kind of usher them out through the secret door um, across across the room, uh, kicking aside the, the skeletal bones. And as you're headed up the stairs, you hear the squeak of the iron door closing shut and it slams shut. And there is, uh, you can hear the, the lock, uh, like a chain and a, a lock being, or actually, no, there is no lock there. So just a chain being twisted around. Uh, on the door. Well, that's a problem. You took the lock, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, you do hear, uh, you do uh, hear a woman's voice, uh, kind kind of swear, uh, and and kick kick at the door a bit. Uh, very obvious. She, uh, whoever she is, expected there to be a lock here. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, but let's see, what would she do in that case? And actually, it's a metal door. Yes. Newly installed metal door. Um, she has. Yeah, she's, uh, she's just going to try and tie, tie the tie. You can hear her tie, tying off that chain. OK. Fight our way uh, out. What's that? Fight our way out. <laughs> We're going to have to, but 
This yeah, one, this is just this is just for spite. Back screw up. this. Oh, you got something? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I'm gonna draw an arrow out and um uh with a with a line of magic it's going to electrify and I'm gonna shoot lightning <laughs> arrow at the metal door that she's <laughs> touching with the metal uh chain. <laughs> Perfect. That's better than my idea. Alright. Um let's see here. Does it give any uh, info on like electric electrocution damage? Or let's see. It uh, it it becomes it becomes a a, a lightning a bolt lightning of lightning. Dim. Okay. So uh, the target takes forty eight lightning damage on a hit, or half as much damage on a miss instead of the weapon's normal damage. So the whole the whole arrow becomes light. Okay. Let me write down a couple things here about her. It is a a deck save. LW. um, She has... I'm just going to open this (laughs) up. That's sneaky. LW. We have no idea. No idea who who LW is. Uh, She has an armor class of 13. And then you said a deck save? Deck save 15. Yeah. Deck save 15 to take half damage from that. Uh, Does not make it. Takes full damage. So that's uh, uh, 19 lightning. 19. Yeah. And if there's any, if there's anybody beside her within 10 feet, they'll take five. Oh, Bram can take it. Um, you, you hear her scream uh, and then a thud that of a body hitting the ground. <laughs> it's uh, so worth it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time, uh, you hear uh, Brom, uh, hear Brom scream as well. Uh, Don't fall out of the tree. But you hear some stirring. Uh, it's like she as sounds as if she's getting to her feet, but dazed. Um, let's let's roll uh, for uh, initiative here. Oh, you beat me. Ah, yes. That's no targets, and I get to go first. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm the one with the, the high strength, so uh, you might want to have wished that I went first. All right. And we're going to do descending. No. Two. There. Uh, Sprocket, you're up first. The sparks on the door fade away. Uh, you heard the thud, and then you just hear uh, uh, on the other side. No swearing? Hmm. Have to see if I can fix that. So I will pull out my nifty little magnetron device and cast heat metal on the door. All right. Because I can be a spiteful prick, too. <laughs> <laughs> the door starts heating up. How long does it stay heated up? do it's a good question let's see up to one minute okay so it starts turning uh starts to to give off a faint red glow um but you don't hear anything just yet uh is that your turn okay crethen you still hear the yeah still here on the other side uh whoever it was starting to come to and get to their feet but this door is now starting to glow with some some heat I was just going to try to brute force my way through it, but now it's all hot and stuff. 
<laughs> I just want the image of her touching the door and running herself after electrocuting herself. <laughs> okay, yeah, I will. I, I will hold off then. Okay. Holding your action, uh, you wait and you hear her get up to her feet and get very angered. And she charges. You hear her charge towards the door. Uh, and then you hear the sound of sizzling uh, and her screaming as she falls back down uh, and takes... Uh, how much damage does it say? Heat metal. Does it have a damage there? It does. Uh, 2d8. This is turning into like a, like a reverse Home Alone. Where the uh, where the crooks are setting the traps, <laughs> and there is a scream of pain and the sound of like of sizzling flesh, uh, and then nothing, and it's quiet. Sprocket, it's your turn. So I assume from the sound she got the chain on the door. Uh, I'm gonna drop the spell. Okay, obviously. Oh, Brom, you there? You hear a little sniffle. And then, yeah. You get that chain off? Might be a little it, warm still. It, yeah, yeah, I got it. And you hear him undoing the chain. Good thinking. I was going to try to put a shoulder in it. I like your way a lot better. I had another method too, but... Chain is open. Uh, Brom opens the doors. Uh, and there's a, a teary-eyed reunion with the Mardikovs. Um, Brom just kind of is, is a little bit singed from the lightning bolt. Uh, and and you can see that uh, Lady Wachter is on the ground. Her hands are smoking uh, with severe burns on them, and she is unconscious. Her clothes are scorched, and skin is scorched from the, the electrocution, and also hands just burnt um, the lightning bolt however did create a, quite a noise so you don't know how long you, you'd have in the open here <sighs> Bartikovs we need shovels um, Erwin is, is a little confused by that but uh, he, I, I, I guess uh, we, we could uh, I mean the, the general store is, is not going to be open and uh, Danica hits him uh, and says, <laughs> it says, in the shed, stupid. Uh, oh, yes, uh, we, we have to make it to the blue water inn. What do we do with her? Uh, Danica spits on her. Okay, I spit on her. Now what? <laughs> Must be some weird Barovian custom. <laughs> uh, Danica says, no, I... she's just a horrible woman. I will take my sword up and stab her. Wow, you're going to go there, huh? Wow. All right. She's, uh, she's dead. Uh, and you, do you hide the body or just leave it? Check it for anything uh, interesting. I mean, she was like, you know, rich and stuff. Uh, I'd like to just leave it on the street, but uh, we do have more business in town, so. It probably wouldn't be good for all of the guards to be on high alert. So, yeah, let's check the body real quick and maybe we'll throw it into the into the cellar. You find a, 
a set of keys. Well, that would um, help. Most likely to the house. <laughs> uh, and that's all she had on her was just that set of keys. Um, from her her attire, it looks like she was uh, in bed or like in inside when she heard noises and came out. She was she was not not well prepared. Do you, uh, I assume one of the keys opens this padlock? Yes. Well, I'll take that then. All right. I will, I will, I will put her body, toss it inside and just close it up and we'll be off as quickly as possible. Thanks for listening to Dice and Dreary. Our players were Crethen, played by Paul, Sprocket, played by Ken, and our DM, Jeff Adam. Editing and sound design by Jeff Adam, and music by the Techno Funk Boy. Links to Dice and Dreary soundtracks can be found in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. 